Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We'd love for you to download that on your favorite podcast platform. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how a few extra minutes of doing that will help get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you, trying to get better like us. And then visit leadinghope.online, uh, get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, today's episode, I <laughs> see a Sonic. Uh, what do you got there? Before got the, I introduce uh, the... What is it? It's the uh, Diet Dr. Pepper with cream and oh. vanilla. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic. We are not sponsored yet. 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 Available. Balls in your court, Sonic. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, go to Anytime Leading Hope. You want to turn, you want to turn this. Oh shoot, it's on both sides. <laughs> this into this. You let us know. Yeah, great leaders drink Sonic. Anyway, uh, this is episode one six eight. One six eight. You have this is a really interesting title, and I'm yeah. excited about oh, thank it. Thank you. You've uh, you've titled one six eight. Glutton for punishment. A glutton. Glutton for punishment. Like delights. Yeah. Loves it. I'm excited. Let's talk about that. Okay, so real quickly, <laughs> to get to the idea of glutton for punishment, uh, there has been so much that has been written about how to continuously level up in your leadership, how to not be stuck at the plateau that you are currently at. Like, obviously, like John Maxwell has written on this extensively. Uh, Marshall Goldsmith has a great book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it's all about this idea of how do you make sure you don't cap out, you don't hit the ceiling on your leadership ability. And I believe wholeheartedly, if I could say it like this, that the antidote to capping out, the antidote to hitting a plateau in your leadership is being a glutton for punishment. <laughs> now, here's my explanation is... Uh, the reason why we hit plateaus is because there are blind spots that we are unaware of, that we are lacking in skills that we that we easily could have developed in. Um, I don't believe there's this natural thing, and not to get too deep into leadership theory, but the idea that like I really believe that anyone can lead. Not necessarily that everyone has the current competencies, that everyone has the current aptitude to lead, but I really believe that. I believe that anyone can develop those pieces. And it comes to a matter of, do you have the desire to do it? Which my guess is you do, because you're taking the time to listen to this. So do you have the desire to do that? And do you have the awareness that is necessary in order to keep developing? And so many of us, the thing that we struggle on when we actually are taking in new leadership information, we want to make an impact. The thing that we struggle on is the awareness of the ways in which we need to develop, the awareness of our blind spots, the awareness of our skills that are lacking, the awareness of the things that we struggle in that we need to be competent in. And someone sees those things. There is someone in your life, there is someone who is impacted by your leadership who sees those things. The problem is that the person who sees them, who continuously bumps up against the things that you're not good at or your blind spots, typically doesn't come in the form of a fan. It typically comes in the form of a critic. And so if you are going to 
shore up your blind spots, if you're going to developing your skills that are lacking, you need the feedback from the critic in order to get better. And that is not going to be fun. <laughs> that's not that's going to be painful more than anything else and so if you're going to continuously develop you need those sources of feedback which makes you a glutton for punishment uh <clears throat> yeah so you're saying uh in order to be a glutton for my pun uh, i can't even say this because glutton I'm, I'm for punishment i'm really trying to like walk this through in my mind you're saying you need people in your life that aren't fans that are critics in order for you to level up so they can't they they can be fans or can't be fans or it doesn't matter if they're fans or not fans i.e critics you need those people to give you feedback that hurts most of your fans will live in the um in the shadow I mean that in a good way. They will live within the impact of your strengths. Yep. That's why they see you as a good leader. Most of the people, and when I say critic, I don't want to say enemy. Right. Okay. Right. The people who have maybe a negative word to say. Okay. I'm not saying they're low character people. Right. I think that's the difficulty here is someone, like I may say character and people may think enemy. Yep. Or I may say Critic, oh, did I say that wrong? I may say critic and people think enemy. enemy. Or I may say critic and they think low character, awful person. Right. And I don't mean that. I mean, the person who isn't wildly, the person who is wildly enthusiastic about your gifting is probably not the best source of feedback for you. Okay. Because they're just going to tell you all the things you're already doing. And I do believe that we should be aware of our gifting. But if we really want to develop... We also need to be aware of the things that we are not doing well, of the things that we could do better, and that we usually only come from the person who is actually a critic. I think that's good. I think the other thing that you said, though, just you said delight in, <laughs> yeah. which takes it another level. It's a, this is why glutton. This, this, this is, isn't just, right. I receive the punishment. Right. Cause if someone's it's like a glutton, if you're scrolling through, uh, you know, <laughs> YouTube right now, you see glutton for punishment as a title for a podcast, yep. you're going, what are, what are these crazy people talking about? And you're actually taking it to them right now saying you not only need to be aware of the people that you need to have this types of feedback in your life. You need to delight, delight in it, delight in it. Which I, I didn't look up the, I didn't look up the definition of delight, <laughs> but I can imagine it's something yeah. like you want it, <laughs> you love it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's because that's and, a that's a mind shift that most people struggle to get to at the, in at any part of their career. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. And uh, I would say uh, here's the phrase that I'm operating under: is that your desire. When, when your desire to be great exceeds your desire to feel good. Oh, that's good. You will delight in that feedback. Ooh. When I want to be great more than I want to feel good, then that feedback will come as a relief. It will be welcomed instead of a disturbance. Oh, that, that's, that's something right there. I, like, could we say, like, we know this, like, we, we've met, like, we know young it. athletes who who are hungry to be great young athletes they'll be like 
coach me. I want to be coached. Right. I want someone to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Right. We know it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. If I give a couple examples on this real quick, uh, just some historical things that honestly, one di more distant history, the other one more recent is uh, Abraham Lincoln is famous, and this is chronicled in Doris Kearns uh, Goodwin's book, Team of Rivals, that he took all the people who were running against him and put them on his cabinet. Like, is this fascinating thing of he took his fiercest critics and he made sure that he was always in the room with them because he assumed if I don't know what they know, I'm not in a better spot and they're going to talk about it, whether they're in the room with me or not. <laughs> and so really that's where that title came from that he created on his cabinet, not a team of yes men, but a team of rivals because he was sure that if that was taking place, he was getting the best information that he possibly could. Another example, uh, book I just finished is about the uh, is about the downfall of General Electric. The General Electric, for so many years, was voted as America's most admired company, and then in its very recent history, this conglomerate has been sold into three different companies and spun off, and no longer really exists in any like similar form to what has been historically. And one of the things they identified is they said that, and I, this isn't getting into character or any of that. This is just an example based upon this idea that uh, Jeff Immelt, the CEO who really saw its downfall during his tenure, it would say whenever he started, whenever someone had an idea, his first question he wanted to know is how will this look in the press? Mm. What will what will the media say about this decision? And they said that was the starting point was what's the headline? And then they would work their way back to whether they wanted to make the decision or not. It's interesting. And they said with Jack Welch, the CEO who's really stands out as one of the foundational builders of the company, is the question was always, what is the best information? What is the opportunity and what is the potential downfall? And then as the very last piece was, what do we say to the press? What's the headline? How do we spin this story? Yeah. And I just thought that was a fascinating perspective that spoke to the character that one was far more worried about doing what they thought was best. And the other one was far more worried about looking how they thought was best in the process. Yeah. And to say, if you're more focused on appearance than the reality of how you're operating, you're not going to be in a good spot. If I could take the parallel here, if you're more focused on how you feel <laughs> than who you actually are. Yeah. If you, if you're more focused on feeling better than getting better, then that if feeling better is your, is your highest value, then feedback will not be welcome. Yeah. But if you want to get better, then you will want that feedback from even the harshest source. I'm not saying that you should, oh, tell me all the terrible things about me. You will want that feedback even from the harshest source because you understand it's a pathway to get to where you want to be. Yeah, I feel like even more today in the world that we uh, see ourselves in today, that feeling good becomes more of a priority on our life. Oh, my word, yes. Uh, on a daily, almost not on a daily um, uh notice it seems that that's kind of like the goals that we might create for ourselves or our families or our kids even trying to help decide what just make sure you feel good about it yep and if that's the goal then great yep but you're not going to get what you want your life to be 
Absolutely. Because if you feel good, you're probably not motivated as much as you always. Well, I mean, there's probably some motivation in there, but yeah. I don't see you getting where you need to go. You said you said <laughs> criticism isn't fun until mm -hmm. meaning well yeah. it can be. Yeah. Right. So you say that until is a real important part of what you're saying. You say criticism isn't fun until. So talk more about that. Talk more about the until because at first, yeah, it's not great. It's no. it's the opposite of that. Some would say it's punishment. <laughs> I would say uh, if I go back, uh, like first sermons I preached. Yeah. I wanted feedback, but I didn't really want feedback. Okay. Like I'd be like, go to people like after I preach a sermon, I'm like, yeah, tell me how I did. What I really wanted was everyone to tell me I did a really good yeah, job. High five. So I could feel like, yeah, I did. I did a good job. This is great. It went really well. Right. And like people would even like share some things and I'd be like, oh, it just, I didn't want that feedback because I wanted to feel good about what I did. Yeah. And I, I think part of it comes from a security piece. Part of it comes from more confidence in who you are and your identity. Part of it comes from maybe like getting more reps in and a competency. But at this point in time now, I don't need someone to puff me up and to go, that was great. Like, right. I'm not saying I don't welcome the encouragement. Sure. Of course. Okay. Of course. But like, I actually want to be better. Right. That's my goal. Right. Um, the, the, the statement, I just want to make sure that this is, this is important for everyone listening. Criticism isn't fun until it allows you to get to where you want to go. Um, what happens, and you may be covering this next, I'm not sure. What happens when you get to where you want to go? How do you deal with the criticism at that point? Or is it just uh, a, that's is a it, great question. Or is it a moving target? Yeah. Cause I mean, there's a hard thing of to say. There, there's a filter sure. on this and that you will always receive criticism from your critics. It, it becomes like, I, I can't give someone a rule right on this. Like this is what to do. This is what not to do. I would just say like, man, please trust your discernment on what you actually need to take in and what you need to disregard. And if you're not good at discernment, ask someone else who is good at discernment. Right. What do I actually need to what do I need to own and what do I need to ignore? Yeah, that's good. But I, you will always receive criticism. That's a great like, point. I feel like you're always going to, but I feel like as you can, as you move closer and closer to what you're trying to achieve or what your goal is or the vision is for your life, uh, that, that criticism, the people that you're, uh, allowing that criticism to feed, uh, your motivations or at least to move forward is that, um, you are able to know who those people are. That's good. As opposed to just allowing anyone to speak over your life. That's good. So cool. Yeah. Okay. So let me give some helpful tips on how to go about this. Okay. Just because uh, my goal for you is, <laughs> is that stupid internet thing uh, a couple years ago. What was it? Like people would post a picture of themselves and then it was like, burn me or something like uh, that. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh my goodness. I probably spent too much time on Instagram. Someone post a picture of themselves, roast me. Okay. And people would just like give insults. Okay. Yeah. When I'm saying. You said burn me is like, I thought people were actually getting lit up on no, fire. No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, that's probably not a good, that's YouTube probably should not allow that. Those pictures. Sonic will never sponsor that if that's what no, we're promoting. No, Sonic. But we are not. not. We are. Sonic, you would never see that kind of content on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ever 
is the like I don't I want people just going like tell me all of it, okay? It, part of it is understanding like hey, there are, there are sources, there are sources of feedback that you need to hear from that you may not initially want to hear from. Absolutely. That's what we're saying. Yep. Not I'm posting a tell me everything I did wrong. That's stupid. Right. So here's some ways on how to go about it. First one is this. Uh, be secure enough in your identity and ability that feedback won't wreck you. Uh, part of this has to do with the last episode we did on learn how to lead like you. But as you get those reps, like learn that. I, I shared earlier. Hey, early on speaking, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for brutal criticism. I'm glad I didn't receive it. Have some discernment on if you're ready for that, because you may just need to gain some familiarity and figure out who you are in the process before you're you're still in process, you're still being shaped before you really get all the feedback in different areas and start to change how you operate. So first, be secure enough in your identity and ability that feedback won't wreck you. Second thing, uh, you don't have to drastically change who you are to shore up your blind spots, okay? You don't have to become who your critic wants you to become to be aware of what you need to be aware of. It's good. Okay. They'll have a certain way of going about things. That doesn't have to be you, but you're still better ahead by being aware of things that you weren't previously aware of. So don't change who you are but you can correct some behaviors. You can be aware of some different things. Uh, third piece on this, being aware of your criticism doesn't mean you surround yourself with your critics, okay? Uh -huh. It doesn't mean all of the people in your inner circle don't like you, <laughs> don't, don't think highly of who you are and what you do. Now, there are the extraordinary cases like Abraham Lincoln that I mentioned earlier that won his critics over. Right. Like his, his harshest critics became his raving fans because they saw him up close in his leadership. And I don't, I don't want to dismiss that from you, but I also want to acknowledge the reality of if you're still a little unsteady on what you're being called to and how you lead and your actual gifting around that, if your primary voices in your ear are all people who disagree with how you're going about it, it may be far more detrimental than it is actually productive. And that's my goal for you is that you would find a way to not cap out, to continuously move forward. That's so good, man. And it, you know, obviously we've had a lot of fun with this episode with 168 <laughs> glutton for punishment. But the one, the one thing that I'll say is you're so right about be aware of your criticism doesn't mean that to surround yourself with the critics, but we have found, um, even, Caleb has found people uh, that we think might be our biggest critics um, aren't our biggest critics if we yes. listen to the feedback that they have. And the goal isn't to win over. Like, if the goal is always to win over the critic, you'll just become what the critic wants you to be. Exactly. But oh, the that's goal a great is phrase. to listen to what the feedback is and then ask how you can get the support from the person, yeah. even if you don't line up. But the outcome, you can agree about the outcome and not the way to get there. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful. The goal is that we're all better. Yes. Not to win over your critic. Yeah. And yeah. if you gauge yeah. that as your success, you're going to be frustrated because really it's an emotional thing 
not a betterment thing for you. Yeah, you said it earlier, uh, man. If you if you're tied up in your feelings, uh, it's not going to get you where you need to go. Yeah, absolutely. So good. All right. Well, that's it for <laughs> one sixty eight. Glutton for punishment. Thank you for our sponsor, Sonic today. That was not really a sponsor, but it was a tasty. What'd you get? What was that? Dive Dr. Pepper with cream and That's vanilla. That's right. I had the uh, cranberry lime mm. suggested for you. Nice. There you go. If you want to know what we're drinking today, now you know. Uh, if you're new to the Least podcast. interesting what are they drinking yeah, podcast yeah, ever. Yeah. Uh, if you're new to the <laughs> podcast and haven't yet subscribed and mean the world to us, if you did that now, also post about it. Rate and review or both. Won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you, getting better like us. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit Leading Hope. Uh, dot online and send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, everyone, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.